Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues for February the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our 2 of 2, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. Do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, on a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday. It is supposedly Groundhog Day. They say Punxsutawney whatever is not very accurate. Neither are the forecasters. Folks, the meteorologists literally absolutely blatantly lie to you all the time about global warming, cooling, climate change, whatever the fact is the meteorologists admit. Ten days out, they're only 50% accurate. What about longer than that? I submit to you that that really tells the tale of truth, doesn't it? The only real weather forecaster, ladies and gentlemen, is God Almighty. How far out can we forecast the weather? Nothing like God can. Will God bless America? That's the question left. Only if we keep his commandments, I submit to you. And if we as a society or as families turn away from God, we are going to reap the whirlwind. Write it down. Weather-related issues are biblically documented. When the people turn from God, the weather reminds us we're chastised. Uh, We're basically led to remember God again. I hope we're not in that state. I hope we remember him willingly, not by force. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website, for award-winning commentary, hard-hitting collegiate series called To Preserve the Nation, weekly webinars on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. Anyway, we had a big old discussion about the weather last hour. Uh, and I submit to you that it debunks all the political science and all the science and all the so-called whatever. We debunk it all, folks, very simply, clearly, easily. And I challenge the whole nation to debate this topic because we're going off a cliff. This global or climate change is the world's economic forms plan to destroy America, to subject us all to governance at the global level. Shame on them. Shut it down. But every day we expose more and more and more lies from the establishment, Dr. Bradley, from the, I don't know what you call it, the deep state, the establishment, the shadow government, the regime. There's a gazillion words people like to use to describe this. Um, but I would say the enemies of God versus the followers of God is the real discussion. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. I'm going to expose another lie in a second. Welcome, sir. <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath, Sam, for the next lie. That I mean, well, you know what? It's lies, lies, and more darn lies. There's another phrase. Yeah, a buddy of mine, Pat that. Shannon, wrote a book called Everything They Ever Told Me Was a Lie. It's a whole book that he put out. And it's full of conspiracy facts that they call theories, right? It's right, and and uh, Joseph <laughs> Goebbels. The Nazi uh, propaganda minister basically say you tell a lie big enough, long enough, and it becomes truth. And that's basically where we are in America today. I mean, whether it's the twin, the, the trade tower uh, things on 9-11-2001 or whether it's, uh, I mean, you know, you, you look at almost everything that's out there. The, the Kennedy assassination, Warren Commission, any time they do a commission or a big, uh, even just a news conference, I kind of of the opinion now that it's just an opportunity to do the spin on the thing that they want to have brought to the forefront. There's no question. You're right. Uh But here's the new headline. Listen to this headline, ladies and gentlemen. It's all over the net. What's strange is it's in every different organization except for the mainstream press. Now, isn't that interesting? Look this up and see if I'm not right. J6th committee 
admits that its show trials were an election year publicity stunt, doctor. Now, that's all over the Internet, but the mainstream press doesn't have it at all. Now, here's the details of the story really quick, and then your comments. J6 committee was created as propaganda miniseries for PBS. Sarah Arnold writes the article with um, Town Hall. Townhall.com has this piece, and they're the most credible source I could find on it. Now, remember, the top of the hour news isn't great. Sometimes we feel like they're a little more mainstream than we like, and they, they run vaccine commercials and things that we just can't stand, right? But the town hall is willing to at least report this story. CNN, Fox, all the other guys, not even willing to report it at all. But the J6 committee was literally created as propaganda. They admit it. The PBS docuseries aired this week showing how Democrats used the January 6th Capitol Hill protests to spew propaganda and fear around the country. It's now admitted to and documented in this film. PBS reportedly tapped the former president of ABC News, James Goldstein, or Goldstein, or Goldston, I guess it is, Goldston, to create a, quote, documentary for the network that focused on creating a, quote, show trial propaganda that would reach the entire country, doctor. Now we're literally getting the truth on this. We knew it was a lie at the time, and we highlighted that it was a lie at the time, but now they're blatantly admitting it in an even CBS documentary and Town Hall News are admitting it. They're a day late and a dollar short to the party, but I'm at least glad that they're admitting some of this. What do you say to this? Well... A moment ago, I mentioned Joseph Goebbels, the uh, chief Nazi propaganda war machine guy, and uh, he he did. I mean, uh, Hitler knew the power of media, and, and they basically put their own agenda together along with a media blitz kind of approach to the thing, and that's what the world saw. I mean, this was well honed then. But now it's become a science. It's a, it's kind of like uh, you know the gold standard, the platinum standard, whatever you want to call it, where the government produces the propaganda and delivers it to the people. And by golly, it must be true. You know, I read it in the Times or whatever, you know, or on PBS or whatever. And the fact of the matter is, it's it's a constrained. They constrain the truth and they foster the agenda they want and and. You know, the problem is, Sam, that most Americans, they don't pay enough attention even when the top of the hour news comes. I mean, come on. What we just heard a few minutes ago about a some kind of, I don't know, guy from a, a mafia-type organization that's been laying around in the sun in the Mediterranean got captured. Bravo, Sierra. <laughs> Do we give a hang about that? Are we really, really spending time on that? It's well, that's how you avoid the real news, years. doctor. That's how you ignore Sam Bushman's weather report. See, I, I've yeah. become the premier weather weatherologist or meteorologist here. By calling a spade a spade, I'm, I'm more accurate scientifically than all of them put together. Well, that's the problem. By the way, the, the groundhog may be accurate. If you say he's accurate about 40% of the time, and you say it, if you're 10 days out, it's only 50% of the time. Well, if you go out for a whole spring or into the summer, as the groundhog supposedly does, maybe he's he's about in the range of where the uh, forecasters would be for that yeah. kind of thing. 
So I mean, he's but I could flip a coin though and, and tell you the weather, and I'd be right fifty percent of the time though. Yeah, Say is it going to rain? I'll flip a coin. Yes, no, and I'll be right fifty percent of the time, won't I? Well, statistically, but here's the deal: the groundhog. Maybe if you compared it to what the science is saying now about forecasting, Groundhog's got a track record. He's been going back, it's, what, 150 years-ish? Yeah, they say the 18, a, 1888 is when it started. Okay, almost 150 years, so, so there you go. He's got a track record. It's 40%. What is science, quote-unquote, saying nowadays? I'll bet you if you looked at it for a, an extended forecast, months. Which oh, they're is no better. The no, no better. So no, they're no better have, at all. Here we have a folk kind of approach to things. In fact, I'll bet you, I mean, I I haven't looked at a, you know, those uh, Farmer's Almanac things that uh, Ben Franklin liked and everything. I I haven't looked at one of those for a lot of years, but, but I would venture to guess that they're probably every bit as accurate as the science so-called that's out there right now, unless, unless the uh, Farmer's Almanac has been captured by the wokest viewpoint of how global warming is happening. Now, see, they, they could have bought rights to that thing, and they're forecasting it now using the hockey stick uh, computer programs, and, and so maybe that's gone up by the way. But, but back in the old days when, you know, Ben Franklin was on the scene, I, I would venture to guess that that was every bit as accurate. You know, you say the summer this year is going to be on the warm side with a little less moisture. I mean, you know, maybe that was as broad and as their as their uh, rep, you know their uh, forecast went but it's a little warmer and there's a little less moisture than usual yep they were right you know and uh, and so it's like they weren't trying to forecast on the 20th of july it was going to do this you know Genesis. well let me give you the forecast you ready keep god's Five commandments minutes. and you'll have trouble in life because it's a test life is difficult on purpose to prove us herewith if we'll follow God or not. So life is a test and it's challenging and nothing's perfect. But if you keep the commandments of God Almighty, you know what? The weather for the most part is going to be pretty good. The crops, the great stuff. You turn away from God, the weather's going to go south in a hurry. It's biblically documented. It's happened for thousands of years. So if I'm going to look at the past and predict, project and predict or whatever the future, I'm going to say the more we turn away from God, the worse the weather's going to get. Got it? Good. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. We're talking about forecasting. We're talking about the weather. We're really talking about lies from government and lies from leaders of the world and lies from people in professions, all for a political agenda to destroy America, to literally create a global governance to which they're in control and the rest of us are serfs on the land our founding fathers fought for. We have got to stop this, folks. We just exposed J6th hearings were a big old lie, okay? They used the January 6th series, uh, if you will, to just promote propaganda and lies, and they've now admitted it and got caught. That The J6th committee admits that its show trials were nothing but an election year publicity stunt, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I want to turn to the proclamation, or the family, the proclamation to the world, I should say, a, or the family, a proclamation to the world. It's at churchofjesuschrist.org. And, and I, I agree with Dr. Bradley. We want to look for other religious leaders that speak out on this boldly, nobly, independently as well. But it's by the First Presidency and the Council um, of the Twelve Apostles and stuff like that. And they literally proclaim the proper role of the family. They proclaim that marriage between man and woman is ordained of God that the family is central to the creator's plan and the children are, um, you know what, have a right to heavenly or to, to parents and we're sons and daughters of heavenly parents. And it goes on and talks about, you know, husband and wives and the responsibilities of husbands, the responsibilities of wives, the responsibilities of children. Children are an heritage to the Lord. <clears throat> and it talks about parents are supposed to provide for the needs of the children children entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony. And then they talk about, you know, how families should operate. They say in these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as, quote, equal partners. And then, hey, disability, death, other things might require individual ad adaptation. But then they talk about this. We warn that individuals who violate covenants of chastity abuse spouse or offspring or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before god we further warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals communities and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets okay i think about that 
and I just say, hmm, isn't it pretty clear in what we need to do? Further, we warn that this disintegration of the family is the key, right? And you'll have calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. We call upon responsible citizens and officers of the government everywhere to promote those measures designed to maintain and strengthen the family as the fundamental unit of society. Anyway, I, I bring this up because let's talk about those calamities. Are they are they weather related, Doctor? Some of them. Well, I, I, I think they, they can be. I mean, there's a lot of different things, for example. I mean, here's back in Exodus 20. Some people may remember this. There's this thing about honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. So here's the deal. It says, you know, you're going to live long and prosper, so to speak, if you do some of these things. If you look at what happened in, uh, uh, well, Second Chronicles uh, is kind of a cliff's notes of the history of what was happening in the promised land, if you will. And if you get to the end of Second Chronicles, and, you know, the chapter 36 and you end up going to the very end verses. And it talks about, I'm not going to try and review all of the history with it, but it, it's about being released from Babylon, about those that had been carried away captive. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths for as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbaths to fulfill threescore and ten years. Okay, you maybe remember that as they were carried away to Babylon for 70 years, and basically what this is informing us, and we can go back and review the whole history of it, was that these people had forgotten the God that brought them into that land. That's the right. sign that was there was the Sabbath day. And Americans, by the way, when they were founded, they, they adopted that same program. If we honor and keep the Sabbath day, it'll be a sign between us and God that we're his people. Okay, so but the people in the land of Palestine forgot their God. They forgot to keep their Sabbaths. You know, and there's all these other things about honor thy father and mother. The days may be long. But what happened was the land was bereft of its Sabbaths. And so they had to get booted out of the land. And they were kept captivity for 70 years so the land itself could catch up on the Sabbaths that they'd ignored. That's a lot of Sabbaths. But the fact of the matter is, there are it's a broad spectrum of things. It's well, How many it's Sabbaths have Sabbath. we ignored, Doctor? And how many Sabbaths well, do we need to catch up on in our own civilization and society? Well, that's absolutely right. And there's some people, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I think I've told you before, I left home when I was 16. And I traveled this land. When I was a teenager, I was from Florida to Alaska and New York to California. I, I saw this land, boots on the ground. I came to love this people, this land, and there are so many good people. I can tell you stories all day long. In fact, I got reminded of that last night when my wife reminded me I was telling perhaps too many stories to my grandkids. But at any rate, the point of the matter is... You know, it's like, honey, honey, they've heard that one like 10 times. You know what? The problem is <laughs> memories are short. Anyway, uh, no, lots of stories of the greatness of the people of this land and the goodness of them. And, and it's not just the coasts. You know, you get the mentality from the media that, uh, that we're completely a godless society. That, you know, if you listen to the you know, New York Times or the Washington Post or the L.A. Times or Wall Street Journal, the major media people, we are a godless people. 
there are good, good people here in this land. Still, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. But the fact of the matter is we have diminished in our religiosity. We've diminished in our obedience to God. We've diminished in uh, some of these baseline things that, that uh, you know, like the Sabbath obedience and so on. And, and, and people got booted out, ca- t- taken right into captivity for 70 years so the land could catch up. See, the, the earth is under the same charge that we are. I mean, I'm firmly convinced that this earth was created by God for a purpose. And it's absolutely, the earth, I think, is doing the best it can to fulfill it. I mean, it stayed in its orbit. It's given us the sunshine and the night and the day and the moisture and the cycles of, of weather. In other words, it everything. obeys the creator, sir. It does, but we don't. We're his kids. That's the point. And we should be the crown. We should be the crowning creation on the earth but we have had wars and rumors of wars we've had debauchery and licentiousness we have had theft and greed and anger and I, you know we just seem to muddle in everything but the earth's trying to do its best i think and but the earth needs to have sabbaths too i mean it's interesting this is kind of a universal commandment and and so i mean i, I bring that one up just as a well, it's a good one because a lot of times they say that one directly relates to the weather, too, believe it or not. If you keep the Sabbath day holy and you pray for rain, uh, you know what? If you're righteous in your request, eventually the Lord will see fit to, to pour out that blessing of rain. Uh, we look well, at the word the calamity by past and modern prophets. And I just want to look up this word calamity for a second so people understand when they say, you know what, we're going to experience the calamities if we violate these covenants and, and uh, betray the family and betray all that we know on God's moral you know, compass, if you will. Um, it, calamity means terrible loss, lasting distress, or severe affliction, disaster. A hurricane would be a calamity for this outlying coastal region. Dire distress resulting from loss or tragedy. Any great misfortune or cause of misery. In general, any event or disaster that produces extensive evils for example loss of crops earthquakes etc oftentimes misfortune which brings great distress on a single person or a family anyway it goes on and on but that one word really tells you the tale it's primarily weather related now it's other misfortunes in your life uh loved ones and people are going to die of heart failure go look at the bible for that discussion Uh, but all i'm telling you is we see it all around us it is so obvious it's like the sun coming up in the morning and people are running around telling me that the sun's not coming up while they're sunburned it's insanity doctor you know we we have basically closed our eyes and our ears and our our mouths are blabbering away about a whole bunch of things that are completely unrelated to what we ought to be working on generally speaking and and it's interesting to me how far we have come away from this and and if we're slow to hear god i think it's only to be expected that sometimes he's slow to hear us when we finally get on our knees i mean sometimes we have we have abandoned him for so long i mean you look at what happened with the babylonian captivity for 70 years and and it's like oh man there's got to be a lot of prayers offered in that set us free god please but, you know, it's interesting. We go back to the, again, I always look back to see forward, but back in 1798, Dr. Timothy DeWight talked about, and he was a 4th of July address, he talked about how uh, we're going to survive as a nation and the challenges that face us. I mean, we had challenges in 1798, too. 
And and this oh, was a 30-page long, finely printed talk. He was a talker. And and he, boiling it all out, it's we need to turn to the Sabbath, you know. And then I'll give you another another little example, and then we maybe, I don't know if we need to move on or not, but on Christmas Day, 1804, well, maybe we can start Hang on for the rest of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bradley starts out in mere seconds in, what was it, 1804? Christmas Day, 1804. We'll tell you about it in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas in February, coming up on Valentine's Day. Uh, It's currently Groundhog Day on your radio. (laughs) Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate will vote next week on the National Security Supplemental Bill, which includes a bipartisan deal on border and immigration restrictions. Schumer saying the text of the agreement will be made public as soon as Friday or as late as Sunday, and that he plans to set up a vote on the legislation next week, and that will occur no later than Wednesday. President Biden is honoring the U.S. troops who were injured and lost their lives in an Iran-backed drone strike earlier this week. Three service members were killed while stationed at a U.S. military outpost in Jordan, and over 30 were injured. The president speaking at the yearly National Prayer Breakfast on Capitol Hill. Jill and I will be at Dover Air Force Base to receive the dignified transfer of their bodies. They've raised their lives in harm's way. They risked it all. And we'll never forget the sacrifice and service to our country. That's the dozens of service members who were wounded and are recovering now. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is sending members of the Florida National Guard to the Texas-Mexico border. He's seeking to deal with the surge of illegal immigrants at the southern border. Speaking Thursday in Jacksonville, the governor says he's seeking to protect his state and the country from the dangerous impact of illegal immigration. Today, uh, we are going to fortify our presence along the southern border. Uh, We're providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard, uh, as well as uh, our first ever deployment of the Florida State Guard. Boeing is being sued by shareholders following last month's door plug blowout and an Alaskan Airlines flight. The lawsuit alleges Boeing misled investors about potential serious safety lapses. The class action lawsuit is being led by the Rhode Island Attorney General. This is USA News. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Why don't we say to the government writ large, 
that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Sabbath and the, uh, the land and the, uh, what happened on Christmas Day 1804. And before I uh, mention a little bit of that Christmas Day 1804, I just want to go back and touch on the Sabbath thing. Uh, Ezekiel, remember the American founding fathers considered themselves a, a kind of a modern Israel, not a modern state of Israel, which is a debauched humanist state. But at any rate, they believed that they were a biblical kind of people. So in Ezekiel 12, it says, Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctifieth them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgments, which if a man do, he shall even live, he shall even live in them, and my Sabbaths they greatly polluted. Then said I said, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. Okay, so anyway, it was going to going into verse fifteen was going to take them to a land of milk and honey, but they they denied themselves. Okay, so nevertheless, verse seventeen, mine eye spared them from destroying them. Neither did I make an end of them in the wilderness. And how am I this verse twenty? And how am I Sabbaths? And they shall be a sign between me and you that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. Okay, so that's how the, the philosophy the American Founding Fathers lived under, was that, yes, we are God's people. We are a biblical people founded on this land as a gift from God, a land of liberty. Okay, so that was the original intent. Okay, so 
roll forward until Christmas Day, 1804. The country's been around, well, if you start from the Revolutionary War, you know, it's been like 75, a little over plus years. Anyway, and so the U.S. Congress on Christmas Day, 1804, uh, okay, they're not home on their vacation and all that kind of stuff at this time. They were still met in Congress, and they wanted to have a joint session. They called a guy by the name of John Hargrove. At the request of Congress, he was to deliver an address in this jointly assembled House and Senate at his assigned topic. They assigned him the topic. He didn't pick it. They assigned him. Topic was a sermon on the second coming of Christ and on the last judgment. So this is what Congress was worried about. How do we prepare this nation for the second coming of Christ and the last judgment. And that's what this ho, broadcast ho, ho. is designed to do, ladies and gentlemen, in modern times. Welcome to the show. I, I just am astonished at how far we have fallen. This land is a blessed, a truly amazing land, a land of liberty, a gift from God. Amen. And, and here we have squandered this thing. We have turned our backs, not only on the Sabbath and all the other the family things and all this... We kill our babies before they're born. We kill our babies when we send them off to wars that we're not supposed to be in. We destroy our economic strength to provide for our family. Every single turn of the way, we destroy our religious liberties and say because of it's a germ, we can't worship God. I mean, every but, single thing. But our goal thing. is to, to create a remnant of, of people that are ready to receive the Savior when he comes. That's our goal. That's well, our hope. We need That's our friends, focus, Sam. right? Yeah, Amen to that. Friends. That's for sure. We need more friends. Now, you were telling a story right before the pause, right? So we're going back right. to, what was it, 1804? That's what the, what happened. John Hargrove was, gave this talk before the joint sessions of the House and the Senate. Yeah, I just wanted to tie that together so people understood that was the story, even right. though it took a little bit kind of to get to it. I just wanted to kind of connect that dot. If people are waiting for that, that was the same story. I just right. want people to kind of understand. It's really... <laughs> Really important. Ladies and gentlemen, look, we need to remember. What does it mean to remember the Sabbath? And how do we keep the Sabbath day holy? Uh, we're weaving these kind of two together with the story from 1804, uh, with Hargrove and speaking to Congress, w with all these different things. We're really highlighting the same focus that's in the Bible, the same focus that should be on our minds all the time. So we've got problems. Problems galore in America. The godless communists are infiltrating America like you've never seen before with the help of our leaders who have sworn a note to prevent it, but they're literally aiding and abetting the cause. Why do I say that? Well, the Defense Department now lists dozens of Chinese military companies operating in the United States. UPI has this headline. China literally has 46 military companies plus subsidiaries operating within the United States of America while disguised as civilian entities. The U.S. Department of Defense just announced this fact this week, doctor. Think about an admission like that from your government. There are 46 Chinese military companies, along with subsidiaries, operating in the United States, all guised as civilian, no harm, no foul companies. And the government's allowing that to occur. Meanwhile, you can't take ivermectin because it's horse poop. Think about this comparison. What is happening, Doctor? You know, things have changed in the 54, 55, whatever it's been 
years since I went in the military. I got my first security clearance then. And uh, and it is just astonishing what we now allow our national defense to be polluted by. When we have foreign entities that are the source of whether it's source code for your computers or whether you're you're making some critically required component, uh, they just they just turn it over to anything. They don't vet anything. And I I think about how long ago this started. Um, down in your neck of the woods, there used to be a, a manufacturing plant, a steel plant called Geneva Steel. It went the way of all the world. I mean, steel plants are virtually non-existent in the United States. There's a couple little piddly ones out there uh, that, that are still there, but just really rare. But what happened to that steel plant down in your neck of the woods? They sold every nut and bolt to that to China. China came over, disassembled it, and took that steel plant over. That's what they did all over the country. Now think okay, about so that, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. If it's that coveted for the Chinese communists to literally come over here, take it apart, and bring it back there, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just create their own steel plants? Maybe they garnered technology. Maybe they, uh, maybe it was cheaper. Maybe the most important thing is they want to prevent us from creating steel. There's a lot of discussions that that represents a lone doctor in terms of betraying the country. Well, absolutely. I use this as kind of a large, you know, kind of a macro view of this thing. How many tons of steel are in a 90, excuse me, a 60-ton battle tank? And if we have to go to China to buy the steel for a battle tank, we got something screwy going on in our minds. And it's not, But so you can think of a big tank going down the road, you know, it's a 60 tons of, you know, whatever. At any rate... Uh, so here we do, we have people, they're buying industry here in the United States because we ship our money to and them. And they're buying industry, but now they're buying the land. The land, too. But we're, what we've done is we've we've given a most favored nation status. By golly, Ronald Reagan and his, oh, man, alive. Anyway, most favored nation status. And so they basically trade with us at their most favorable kind of conditions. And we have shipped them money to the point that now they have so much of an excess of money, which isn't going to be worth much pretty soon. So they're dumping it now back to buy our land, to buy our industry, to buy our, our uh, precious uh, elements that are needful for trinium batteries and everything else like that. They are buying these things, not just here, but all over the world. And pretty soon it's kind of like, why would they ever invade us? They already own us. Lock, stock, and barrel, whether it's the land, whether it's the industry, the technology, we have to go ask them, Mother, may I have enough steel to make a battle tank? And and the fact of the matter is that is what kind of idiots, and I use the term very generously and kindly, that are running this nation. When we have guys, gals, like uh, Hillary Clinton, whose State Department says, oh, yeah, you can take uh, all of this uh, uranium. Yeah, it's okay. We're good. We're good. And, and that's what we're doing. We have a, another Clinton uh, bill that basically uh, transitioned our propulsion systems for our nuclear subs to Red China. We have been sold out at the highest level of this country. Benedict Arnold never did anything this bad. And and he's gone down in infamy throughout the history of well, this Well, there's nation. even debate now, Ronald, or if he was even a bad guy, Arnold. You know, was he even a bad guy, or was he doing something oh, different than we all get reported that he was doing? That, that right? we understand. I know they they hang the heroes, right? I, I, I personally <laughs> think that Benedict Arnold wasn't the guy we're told in history that he was. You're probably right, 
But th- but that goes back to what's the name Pat Shea's book. Uh, All they ever told me was a lie or something yeah, like that. That's right, Pat Shannon's but book. That, yeah, but but that's the pro- Shannon. Yeah, anyway, it's Pat that's Shannon, Matt Shea. Just so you know, there's not confusion. Okay, Matt okay. Shea's uh, uh, representative from uh, Washington, right? Okay, yeah, I'm flipping and flopping names, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> that's because they're so close. We're selling, we're being sold out, people, and, and Americans need to start paying attention. I'm told there's coming up a thing called the Super Bowl that will get far more attention in an isolated, focused manner. With, with oh, yeah, man. Taylor Swift's going to, everybody at the Super Bowl is going to become a Swifty on the spot and vote for Joe Biden is the conspiracy well, that's out what there Taylor now. Swift's working for. Joe Biden is not <laughs> mentally competent to make. Yeah, then they're going to push for Taylor Swift to be president. You know, younger, prettier than Joe, smarter than Joe, knows what's going on around her. All right, hang tight. All right, Liberty Roundtable Live. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Ladies and gentlemen, it's absolutely crazy what's going on on the. They're talking about Swifties for the presidency. Yeah, they think Taylor Swift can literally decide the president, you know? And you heard this uh, whacked out guy, Cameron, if you can get this soundbite, it's in the test folder. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find it, but I. <clears throat> uh, in the ARAD folder in the test, is there a uh, Klaus Schwab? Soundbite still there? Or did I delete it? Oh shoot, I deleted it. All right. Well, anyway, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum says we're not going to need to vote because you can just have AI pick the president. It's no problem. It's coming. 
And now you have the whole world, uh, whether it's the right or the left or whoever else, the right thinks that the Swifties are going to use the Super Bowl to announce the backing of Joe Biden and try to turn the tide. Uh, a lot of people believe it, Swifties, believe it or not, are the deciding factor in the election. And literally, Taylor Swift, uh, the pop star, can literally coronate the president. Uh, if Swift doesn't do it, then they'll shift straight over to AI to do it kind of thing. Everybody but the people can do it, don't you know? I find this whole thing fascinating, Doctor, in light of we put these people as godlike figures. I mean, look at Donald and look at Taylor. Opposite sides of the, you know, but both of them incredibly, um, I don't know what you want to say, idolized might be the best term. I think it's a disgrace, all of it. You know, it's interesting that you go back biblically again. Um, there was a... It's how I roll, buddy. A Phoenician princess named Jezebel that somehow captured the hearts and minds of the people, and she turned their hearts away from the God of Israel. And um, and a lot of really, really tough things happened by that. But, but the fact is she was probably a really attractive woman, and she had this charisma and everything. Let's just say that, I don't know, pick a number, 15% of the nation are f hanging with bated breath upon every single thing that Taylor Swift does. And so if Jezebel can do that to ancient Israel, you wonder what a Jezebel in modern times could do to, uh, to this nation in that, that we have kind of false idols, don't we? Aren't we holding up idols? Kind of or totally. Before me? I mean, come on. So, so that's kind of where we are right now in America, and and, and do we worship at the idol of the football game, or the they're they're going to do the the so-called black national anthem. I thought we had a national anthem for everybody, every race, everything. No, but, no, there's uh, a black one. No, I think that you should create the white one, though. Author well, Dr. Scott you Bradley, you could say, you know, hang out the white national anthem. See, that's I'm being absurd. We would never create one. Why would we? We've already got our country's national anthem. That's good enough for me, right? And George Washington talked about that in his farewell address. You know, we don't need these fracturing kind of concepts and mentalities. And and this is such a disappointment to me. I mean, if if we're doing entertainment, it's a game, by the way, folks, in case you haven't noticed. Yep. You know, football is a game, baseball is a game, basketball is a game, soccer is. Every single one of these uh, idols that we worship is a game. And and it's like they become our alter ego. You know, we sit here on our Amen couches and drink beer and eat popcorn or whatever we do. I don't know what you do when you watch it, Sam. But at any rate, I don't I'm, drink I'm beer. Sure, and I used to I'm eat popcorn, sure not, but I don't anymore. Yeah. I threw out those two things because I know that you no longer participate, right? Never In either did of them. The beer. Yeah. Now, I like, I, like the, uh, I like the popcorn deal, though. I like popcorn. Yeah. All right. Well, listen up. There's no... Th there's a story that I find of quite interest. You know, the United Nations, they say, allocates $372 million for U.S.-bound immigrants in 2024. Kevin Hughes writes the article, naturalnews.com with this one. And I bring this up because I go, wow. We're literally funding the United Nations. Then the United Nations is funding illegal immigration. Um, into the United States. We the people are paying for it, doctor. Now, James okay, O'Keefe, great researchers on a bender showing, connecting all the dots behind the scenes for this. So I'm covering it kind of generically now, but we'll get into it more in subsequent broadcasts as more of the story unfolds. Uh, but literally, $372 million 
for the United Nations to literally use that money to break the law of the United States of America, and we are the primary funders of the UN. Well, I rest my case. We can close the show. I mean, we, we are <laughs> idiots, buffoons, baboons, and bozos. Here's the deal. This, this is a globalist organization. It does not want us to have a border. It wants us integrated into a, a global governance without a Wait United a minute. States God has borders. I want borders. God has them, yeah, so I want them. He does. Yeah, he does. God has rules for immigration, except a man be oh. born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom, and, and no unclean thing can enter the kingdom. He has rules of immigration into his kingdom. And nations have to have that or they will cease to exist. The United Nations does not want our nation to exist. And we are funding our own demise as we fund the United Nations. They, they've pretty well done it, I think, in Europe. Uh, they've, they've succeeded in erasing the cultures of Europe, basically. And, and now they're, it, it's a completely eradicated from everything they've ever stood for. And that same thing is happening now. And it's not just the, the, the it's not the friendly skies coming into America when they come across the borders. No, these are people that are young military-aged men that could participate in some kind of military action were the command given. This is by design, people, and the United Nations is funding it out of our own funds, just like we fund our own demise by sending our money to China under most favored nation status, allowing them to trade here with their slave labor products, and we buy them hand over fist, and they buy our property and buy our industry, and either they take it back to their country and they, you know... No, they even have supplanted the military virtually the... Communist Chinese, the CCP military is live and well in the United States of America with their companies pretending to be civilian with their sub, um, uh, what do they call it? Their companies and then the subdivisions or what's it called of those companies? Um, like anyway, they're doing it's, business as, yeah they're, yeah, they're just little subsidies. Subsidiaries and stuff like that. So um, I might make this part, but I need three parts to make this part. And so I need to have a subsidiary to make the three components that go into my whatever and so on, right? But literally 46 military companies in America with subsidiaries, then pretending they're civilian companies, the government just admitted to that right now. So you got the CCP military right in the heart of the United States with absolutely business protection and uh you know, privacy supposedly and everything else, and now they're buying land to cap it off. And we're going, hey, that ain't cool. Okay. And then we have in, inland ports in Utah, our governor and our legislature yes. has sold our state out, and it's happening all over. In fact, Butch Otter, when he was governor of Idaho, he said that they needed these things to invite China in, and he literally called it a beachhead. A beachhead is a military term. It's a landing zone where you get a toehold, a foothold. You've got a, a stronghold you can operate out of to, to further capture. Okay, He called it a beachhead. That's what's here. We've got inland ports in Utah that our legislature approved. There's plenty of legislators or their families that are going to make gobs of money on this thing. And we Criminals. Go, Holy Hannah. It's wrong. It's wicked. All right, final story before the end of the hour. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., RFKJR. Uh Running as a, quote, independent presidential candidate now has confirmed he will not be Donald's VP pick. Donald says that we're talking to RFK, and RFK says, yeah, maybe, but I'm not the pick. Now, RFK JR flirting with the Libertarian Party, saying, hey, I might switch from independent to Libertarian. I really believe in and like a lot of what the Libertarian Party has to offer and everything else. The real 
takeaway from this is my opinion is we've got a viable third-party candidate now wherever he lands uh, to seriously look at and consider. He's garnering plenty of votes, even with all the blackballing and shutting down and no Secret Service protection and everything else. Um, RFK is starting to come out swinging, Dr. Bradley. The last time that we uh, talked, I said that neither Trump's or Kennedy's ego would allow that president, vice That's president right, thing you to did. happen. But weeks, months ago perhaps, I said that one of the smartest things Kennedy could do is to hitch his campaign to the libertarians. Here's why. They have ballot access in a whole gob of states. And they don't have and a ton of money, but they do have a chunk of money compared to anybody else as well, no, no, no. not Bal- counting the big access, beasts. Ballot access is the key. Kennedy and his charisma and his message and everything else like that can carry it. If you don't have ballot access, you can't You're get done. electoral votes. You can't get electoral votes. You can't win without 270 electoral votes. And so here's the deal. That's, that's 50% plus one of all the electoral votes. You have to have ballot access in states. The libertarians are very well, shall we say, represented in ballot access. Position, with yeah. Kennedy, he can obtain more ballot access because of all the things we, we know about him, his ability to collect money, his, his message, and everything else like that. This could flip this election if he went with the libertarians. And some time ago, he had... They or he had decided not to do that, but it sounds like he's changing his mind now, buddy. I know this. Maybe. I was at Freedom Fest last year, uh, and he literally spoke to us from a libertarian perspective. I was in the crowd, uh, and so now well, we see this, and he's flirting with them now, and all libertarians are talking about it. And he's talking about it, and he's not going to be the Republican. He knows the two parties are a disaster. So anyway, I pray are. that happens because I'd like to see a real fight and a real debate for a change, Doctor, highlighting the principles that matter most. Americans do need to think about what what really is Americanist, and nobody's talking about it out of the two major parties. I hear that. They're basically little sound bites. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless Dr. Bradley for his incredible reporting and Q&As and everything on the Constitution, all of his research and work and his collegiate series to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. Join the weekly webinar Q&As and more on the Constitution, will you please? I am Sam Bushman, and I'm telling you right now, we can and must turn to God Almighty. That's where safety and refuge is. The storms of life are upon us. Turning to God is the only real solution on the table, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled. All right, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Donate liberally to all of us, will you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, Dr. Bradley.